Happy New Year, coast to coast on New Year's Rockin' Eve. Hot TikTok, get on, stop, stop to the 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 hot TikTok, get and Boris Yeltsin became Russia's first popularly elected president. This year also marked the beginning of the long and bloody Yugoslav wars in Eastern Europe. In 1991, George H.W. Bush was the president of the United States. The average cost of a home in the U.S. was $120,000, and the average income per year clocked in at just under $30,000. A gallon of gas was $1.12, a pound of bacon $1.95, and a dozen eggs set you back around $0.85. Cents. In this year, the Super Nintendo gaming console was released in North America for $199. The number of computers on the internet reached roughly $1 million. 1991 was also a huge year for popular music. The era of grunge music was officially kicked off with the release of Nirvana's Nevermind album and its hit single Smells Like Teen Spirit. We also saw the release of Metallica's Black album and other major album releases from many other artists, such as U2, Garth Brooks, Color Me Bad, Boys to Men, Red Hot Chili Peppers, MC Hammer, Pearl Jam, Michael Jackson, R.E.M., and Queen. Also in this year, Queen frontman Freddie Mercury passed away from AIDS complications. In the cinematic world, 1991 witnessed the release of Terminator 2, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Silence of the Lambs, Hook, Father of the Bride, and Beauty and the Beast, to name just a few. In the NBA, 1991 saw major happenings for young superstar Michael Jordan as well. In fact, he had one of his best years yet in the league. It was this year that he captured his first NBA championship, led the league in scoring with an average of 31.5 points a game, took home a second league MVP award, as well as the finals MVP award, all while wearing one of the hottest and most wildly designed Air Jordan shoes in the history of Air Jordans the imposing black and red Porsche 911-inspired Air Jordan 6s. In the history of Air Jordans, heck, in the history of basketball sneakers, the 6s were a masterful, iconic stroke of form and function, a genius balance of functionality and style that remains one of the most unforgettable and cherished pieces of modern footwear. How could this all-time sneaker be topped? How do you encore the sixes? This question was surely front and center as MJ and Nike design guru Tinker Hatfield got to work on designing the seventh shoe in the Air Jordan lineup. By now, Air Jordans were all the rage. They were a well-established, highly anticipated part of the Nike sneaker lineup, with each new flashy model seemingly topping the last. Lest things go stale by using the same formula that had thus far worked, MJ and Hatfield felt the need to shake things up, to push the envelope and to keep things fresh. 
More than ever before, Air Jordans needed to keep their edge. Nike needed to deliver. What they ended up with was, in a bit of a plot twist, a decidedly minimalist, no-frills shoe. Gone were the bells and whistles that familiarly adorned the previous Air Jordan models. Gone were the lace locks, the Nike Air branding, the clear outsoles, and the visible air bubbles. Stripped of the typical bling, the sneaker was simple, even low-key. Yet, despite this sharp departure in Air Jordan design, this was a case of addition by subtraction. It was the Air Jordan 7 that, in a sense, gave the Jordan brand its wings. A shoe that took Jordan from merely being a flagship line for Nike and launched it as its own distinct sportswear entity. How is this the case? Why and how did the design of the shoe happen the way it did? To answer these questions, we need to take a look at another Tinker Hatfield designed masterpiece that had just launched in 1991, the Air Hirachi. The Air Hirachi was a minimalist shoe that sported a sock-like neoprene upper designed to hug the foot, adding greater comfort and stability to the wearer. For more on this special sneaker, see our episode entitled Mexican Food that is dedicated to the Hiraches or Huaraches, as the case may be. Other than the influence of the historic Mexican sandal of the same name, Tinker Hatfield got the idea for the Hirachi design in part from a water skiing trip he once took, where he observed, quote, I remember popping my feet into a slalom ski, which had a neoprene booty. Just as I got yanked out of the water, I had a vision about how it would be great for a shoe, close quote. A popular advertising tagline for the Hirachi was, have you hugged your foot today? This was a new addition to sneaker technology, and like anything brand new, this sneaker was a bit polarizing at first. Folks either loved it or hated it. Runners especially embraced the Hirachis due to their lightweight construction and superior comfort from the neoprene booty. Hatfield, encouraged by the thousands of marathon runners who had worn and loved the comfort of the Hirachi, brought this technology over to the Air Jordan line incorporating a neoprene inner sock in the Jordan 7. This introduction of the Hirachi technology to the Air Jordan 7 kept in the spirit of Hapfield's objectives with Air Jordans. Ever inspired by MJ's relentless pursuit of perfection and dominance on the court, Hatfield's design ethos was performance-driven, with the focus aimed on a shoe that would be lightweight, comfortable, and functional. So, Neoprene booty for comfort and stability? Check. Next up, Hatfield opted to ditch the visible air bubble to give the shoe a lighter weight feel. The visible air bubble, in fact, wouldn't make an appearance again until the Air Jordan 16, so this was a design change that would stick around for a long time. The next change was... No Nike branding. This was a big shift by the Jordan brand and seen by many as a very conscious shift away from the previous Air Jordan models to distance itself from Nike. But wait, what about the Air Jordan 2? That didn't have any Nike branding. Well, not so fast. Even the Air Jordan 2 displayed the word Nike on the hill. But the Air Jordan 7? Nothing. No swoosh, 
No Nike Air branding, no nothing. All you would find on this new model of Air Jordan was the Jumpman logo on the side panel and outsole, and Air Jordan branded on the tongue. Ironically, for as minimalistic as the physical model of the Air Jordan 7 shoe was, the visual design elements were quite the opposite. When Michael sat down with Tinker to design the 7s, he told Tinker that he wanted the shoe to, quote, stay young and interesting while remaining sophisticated, close quote. To fulfill this request, Tinker found inspiration in an Afro-pop worldwide poster that he saw in Portland, featuring a guy playing a guitar shaped like the continent of Africa. The design aesthetic of the poster prominently featured Western African tribal patterns. Tinker was hooked on the look of the colors and the patterns on the poster, and convinced the store owner to sell it to him for $15, after mentioning that he was designing the Air Jordan line of sneakers. All of the colorways of the Air Jordan 7 ended up featuring similar Western African-inspired geometric design and color-blocking elements, especially on the tongue and outsole of the shoe. To round off the look of the shoe, the Air Jordan 7 had a shield-like design on the heel panel of the shoe, with the number 23 on it, and in a special Olympics model, the number 9, which was MJ's Olympic team jersey number. The Air Jordan 7 hit the shelves in late 1991, early 1992 for $125 in five original colorways. The white-based hair and cardinal colorways, which were also worn by Michael during the 1991 and 92 regular season games. The black and true red colorway worn during the 1992 playoffs, known as the Charcoals. The Bordeaux colorway, which is my personal favorite, which was a black and gray colorway worn by Michael in the 1992 All-Star Game, as well as in Michael Jackson's Jam music video. And the Olympic colorway, worn in the Barcelona Olympics in the summer of 92. This Olympic colorway is what MJ wore as a part of the legendary USA Basketball Dream Team, dubbed by some as the greatest sports team ever assembled. In spectacular fashion, Michael would lead the Dream Team to Olympic gold, who crushed each opponent by an average of 44 points per game, all while Michael was rocking the Olympic Sevens. The ad campaign for the Air Jordan 7 was one of the most memorable ones yet introducing Bugs Bunny into the world of Air Jordan. Watch up, Doc. Airing in early 1992, the commercial, which combined live action and animation, a somewhat new concept for the time, features Bugs wearing the Hair Jordan colorway, known as the Hairs in honor of the Waskily Wabbit. Friendship. 
That's all, folks. That's my line. This commercial was so popular that Warner Brothers brought back Bugs and Michael the following year for a 90-second ad during Super Bowl 27. The Air Jordan 7 first retroed in 2002 with two colorways, the charcoal colorway, which was one of the original colorways, and the other colorway was French Blue, a white model with accents of blue and gray. The French Blue model was the first colorway introduced to the Jordan 7 lineup that was not one of the five original colorways. 2004 and 2006 saw more OG retros return, with the Olympic colorway being re-released in 2004, and a full lineup of six colorways in 2006. The Bordeaux 7s wouldn't make another appearance until 2011, nearly two decades after they first released. They retroed yet again in 2015 and continue being a highly regarded version of the 7s due to their unique colors compared to all of the other models of the 7. All in all, the Air Jordan 7 has released quite a few versions over the years, both in retro and new colorways. Some of these releases include the Blue Ceramics, a.k.a. Pacific Blues, the Cardinals Retro, Flints, Chambres, Maze 7s, the Citrus 7s, the Countdown Pack, Miro Olympics, For the Love of the Game 7s, the Bin Premio 7s, Orions, Year of the Rabbit 7s, Obsidians, the Filberts, and the Golden Moments Package. It is rumored that one of the fan-favorite colorways released in 2006, known as the Citrus 7s, a black shoe with hits of bright red and yellow accents on the midsole and sock liner will release later in 2022 to help celebrate the 30th anniversary of the shoe. So before the sevens dropped, Michael was seemingly at the top of his career. He had it all, and he had nothing to prove. How did this rather minimalistic model of Air Jordan hold up to MJ's burgeoning career and legacy? Well, it sure didn't hurt his performance for the 1991-92 season by any stretch. While lacing up in the sevens, Michael took home the NBA MVP award, scoring title, a second championship, the finals MVP award, and then an Olympic gold medal to top it all off. I think it's safe to say, mission accomplished. Perhaps most importantly, in terms of this particular sneaker's legacy, the Air Jordan 7, in a very visual way, by removing the Nike branding and only displaying Jordan branding, marked the beginning of the Jordan brand as its own distinct entity, standing on its own two legs, separate and apart from its parent company, Nike. So, Nick, I'm just curious, uh, what are your general thoughts on the Sevens? How do they rank on your list of favorite Air Jordan models? You know, the Air Jordan 7s were never a model that were super high on my radar. However, as time has gone by, I have grown to appreciate the 7s more and more. And the more that I've seen these shoes out in the wild, the more and more I'm inclined to, you know, try and snag a pair for myself, especially if I can find a pair of the Bordeaux 7s. Those especially are a very wearable pair of shoes that I could see me wearing as part of my regular rotation. So, you know, the seventh, definitely a shoe that is is simple, but I feel like is is special enough and has enough unique elements that it's a very interesting shoe, although it's quite minimalistic. So long story short, the sevens 
while they're not my absolute favorites, they've definitely risen in the ranks for me, and I would not complain if I came across a pair in the near future. What about you? Yeah, I just have to echo your same sentiments. Uh, You know, I I think the sevens are a good follow-up to the sixes. I've mentioned many times on our podcast that the sixes are my all-time favorite Jordans, but it's safe to say that the sevens are probably in my top three or four. Um, There's a lot that I love about them. I do like that they're more lightweight than the previous models. I always thought that, and we didn't really mention this earlier in this episode, but I like, uh, you know, there's like a little pull tab on the heel of the shoe, you know, like on the sock liner that kind of helps you pull your foot into the shoe. And not only is that very functional, but I think it also adds kind of a cool design element to the sevens. I actually have a pair of the citrus sevens as well as a pair of the Bordeaux's. And yeah, they, they really are just neat shoes. They have a lot of history behind them, like all the Air Jordan models do. But uh, just strictly aesthetically, I just think they're very cool shoes to look at. They are more comfortable than probably the previous six models, I think I would have to say that. So you know what? Good on Tinker Hatfield and Nike, you know, for continually improving on their previous designs, you know, both functional wise and also comfort wise. So, yeah, I, I would say and a lot of that comfort is due to the to the Hirachi technology, to that neoprene sock that's in the seven. It really does make your foot feel a, a lot more comfortable. It's just a softer material and it also just keeps your foot more firmly in the shoe. Well, that wraps up our discussion of the Air Jordan 7. For pop culture, for the Air Jordan brand, for the Air Jordan 7 sneaker, and for Michael's career. The only question left to ask is, what would come next? Stay tuned. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. Five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.